Well, a few weeks ago, Jesse Romero, author of Devil in the City of Angels, was with me, and he was talking about this major attack in Arizona with Satanists holding a convention, consecrating the state to Satan, the communities to Satan, and there's going to be a resistant movement led by, well, I think originally there was going to be bishops and priests. That changed. Maybe we can talk about that. But this time, lay people, Jesse, people fasting, people praying. And so Jesse's going to tell us what happened. So Jesse, how are you? I'm I'm blessed. Thanks, Taylor, for having me on. We had a little bit of trouble getting the audio ready for the show, but lots of people were praying. They were praying to St. Philomena and St. Joseph and St. Michael the Archangel, so we got it working. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let's pray in our Father, and then uh, you can share with everyone, update what happened uh, during this um, this blasphemy. Absolutely. All right. Oremos. Nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Patron noster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Anem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimiti nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se liberanos a malo. Amen. Amen. Nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I love to hear you pray in Latin, Jesse. You know, I get people harass me because I sound like a Texan. When I pray <laughs> Latin, and that's you know why, because I am. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you sound you sound like a, a Latino. You sound like a Mexican guy <laughs> praying Latin, and that's just how it works, people. Just like if you ever been to a mass with a Frenchman, his Latin sounds a little bit like French. You know, that's what right. am I going to do? Fake it and sound like an Italian? <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse. Hey, but- but to, but to the Lord, it's a, what does the psalmist say? It's a joyful noise to the Lord. Exactly. Right? Exactly. yippee ki yeah. All right. So, Jesse, we had a great show last time. One of the main things we discussed was just the importance of the leadership of the clergy, the bishops, the support of the lay people, um, how they're the shepherds, they're the generals. We kind of, uh, you had an analogy that was very beautiful about how we kind of come in with our bows and our arrows and we're just praying we're like sending up like you see in those movies like gladiator all of them have this scene where the bowmen archers come out and they just shoot these clouds of arrows that penetrate the enemy and that's what we lay people are doing and that priests and bishops have this power and authority especially through exorcism and administering the sacraments so um maybe give us an update i know that the 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 bishop and the clergy pull down and then tell us how the event went well, what they did is they called people to start praying inside the churches, and all the churches had the Blessed Sacrament exposed. All the Catholic churches in Phoenix were filled with people praying from 12 to 3, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I'm very thankful for that because we had what we call air support. There you go. I call that air support because they're also – the Psalms call prayers arrows. And so we had air support coming from all the parishes here in the diocese. We had air support coming in from people's houses that were homebound, that that could not go, obviously. And then we had 300 people out there praying in front of the Saguaro Hotel on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday over the weekend, February 11th to the 13th. It doesn't, it's not a coincidence that there are 300 people praying because it reminds me of that story in in the book of Judges chapter 7 where the Israelites, God calls the Israelites, this army, to come and fight off against the Midianites. And God starts redacting the numbers, redacting the numbers until God gets 
300 Israelites. That was not a coincidence that we were 300 people out there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I call that a God incidence. Okay, so the lay people that got there, it was so beautiful. We were across the street in the Scottsdale Civic Center. Uh, we, we processed with Our Lady of Fatima statue, four people holding, four or six men holding, just like the Ark of the Covenant. It was the uh, the group American It East is Fatima. the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. They, 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 <laughs> they showed up, American East Fatima, yep. about 10 of them. And they and they brought their banners, which uh, which really which really augmented the prayer rally. Uh, there was uh, the, the, there was two Catholic priests that joined. They joined us and the three hundred people in praying prayers of supplication, prayers of petition. We prayed the four mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the chaplet of the Saint Michael the Archangel, the chaplet of the Holy Face of Jesus, uh, the uh, beautiful litanies to Our Lady. Uh, we sang in between Gregorian chant, uh, Irish bagpipes. Uh, we did all the beautiful litanies, Our Lady of Loreto, the litanies of St. Joseph, the blood of Jesus, the sacred heart of Jesus. Again, uh, what we did, uh, we saturated the whole area with what St. Paul calls the sweet aroma of Christ. We did that from 12 to 3. Again, why did we choose those three hours? Because those were the three hours that our Lord Jesus Christ was redeeming the world on Calvary 2,000 years ago. As we processed in, there was also, you could see uh, groups of non-Catholic Christians, Protestants, they were also praying about 50 yards away from us. They were respecting us. They were far away from us. They were you know, projecting or praying the, the Book of Psalms and other prayers, uh, preaching the Word of God as they understand the Gospel. Uh, there was... I would, there was definitely hundreds of people at the Satanic Convention. There were Satanists, uh, witches, atheists, secular humanists inside the hotel. Outside, again, Protestants were in both corners. The Catholics were in the middle. We had a big spot in front of the hotel in the middle. There was some, a few anti-Catholics, but uh, yeah. you know, we just told them, hey, we could, we could debate issues on another day. We're here for a common goal. We're here to pray for their conversion. So... We kind of talked down the anti-Catholics. I could tell you, as as we processed into this uh, in front of the Saguaro Hotel, I felt like Saint Paul when when he says uh, in in the book of Acts chapter nineteen, when he walked into Ephesus, he said this quote: "The city was filled with much confusion." Close quote. I, I can see atheists yelling, "There is no God. God is dead." Secular humanists yelling. Here's one fairy tale uh, protesting another fairy tale or, or objecting against another fairy tale. You hear Satanists yelling, hail Satan. You see witches uh, throwing like pixie dust in the air uh, and, and saying incantations that, and Catholics praying. I'm telling you, it was it was like the first century, the world of St. Peter, St. Paul, full of mystery religions in that one you know, square block. I also felt, in a sense, like St. Paul did when he walked into Athens in Acts chapter 17, verse 16, where St. Paul says that when he walked into Athens and he saw all these idols, he said his spirit was provoked. Mm -hmm. Some translations say his spirit was disturbed. That's the way I felt. But I said, got to stay the course. We got to stay the course. We got to. I was telling people on a bullhorn, we got to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Don't get distracted. We're here to pray prayers of reparation. So 
I would say that we had a threefold goal. And I had a bullhorn, and I'm communicating this with all the faithful. The first goal is we wanted to offer God prayers of reparation for the evil lectures and the evil actions that were occurring inside the ballroom. Because when you look at the program, there were some vile things that were happening in there. Yes, so so people who didn't see our first show, tell them what you're protesting. Like, what's going on in this hotel? Well, I would consider it more of, 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 of a prayer rally because it right. was not political. Gotcha. So it's not like we're protesting the Democrats or, you know, or, or, the, or some, and we're not secular humanists. It was the prayer rally where we're getting Catholics to assemble, again, like the Bible calls us, uh, you know, to, to, to assemble the faithful so that we can do prayers of reparation because something evil was occurring in there. Taylor, and even secular humanists understand this, in the barrio, when somebody gets shot, even secular Latinos that are not faithful, not religious, they'll put a cross and flowers and, and a picture and candles right there where the person got shot, and they'll tie a, a ribbon around there. Why do they do that? Because even in the secular mind, the person that's not a person of faith, they understood that something evil took place there, and they got to repair the damage. And so we as Catholics, we have a deep understanding of that. That's what we were doing there, is offering prayers of reparation for the evil that was occurring. Also, offering prayers to God, uh, to God for the Satanists, for the grace of conversion, and for the grace of salvation. Who knows? We could have a lot of future blessed Bartolo Longos, former Satanists who became Catholic, as a result of our prayers. And the third thing that we are doing there, the third goal, was to offer the Lord prayers of protection for the city of Scottsdale. And it's, again, the Bible is very clear in Matthew 5, 44. The Bible says, love your enemies. These guys are enemies of the cross. And it says, and pray for those who curse you. That's exactly what they are doing is projecting curses. Uh, by their own admission, I was talking to many of them and look at their schedule. And uh, the reason we went out there is because we were impelled by caritas, by charity, by love. St. Thomas says, to love is to will the good of another. So what were 300 Catholics doing there in front of the satanic conference? We were willing the salvation of their souls, which, by the way, in the Catholic Church, that's the supreme law of Catholicism, Canon 1752. Yeah. And, uh, and we were also, what we were also doing there is uh, what uh, Bishop Ohm said. He has two documents that he's written. One is called Into the Breach. The other one is called Catholics in the Public Square. This was faithful sons and daughters of the church. This was an Into the Breach moment in the public square. And I believe, Taylor, that, that we accomplished our goals. Because even the police department told me that our prayers, it just kind of like calmed people down on all sides. The secular humanists from shouting, the atheists, the anti-Catholic Protestants. The, the Satanists would walk around, just kind of look at us, you know, with a blank stare. He said, our, the, the, the Scottsdale Police Department said that our, that they, they said, you guys were very professional. You guys were very orderly. You guys were very organized. You guys were very peaceful. He goes, you guys brought this calming effect into the, into the old town Scottsdale. Uh, now, a lot of people were telling me, Jesse, I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, I've never done something like this before. Uh, and I'm saying, we've got to stay together, first of all. Our Lady is with us. We all have our rosaries. We're all praying. We're all singing in Latin. 
And I say, and our Lord is with us. Our Lady leads us to our Lord. And I also shared with the with with all the faithful that were there, all the attendees that were publicly uh, praying. Uh, I was saying, look what Saint Paul. He also felt fear in Acts chapter eighteen, verse nine and ten. And God calmed his fear. Saint Paul, the Lord appeared to him and said, "Do not be afraid. Speak out, and refuse to be silenced. I am with thee, and none shall come to do thee harm. I have a great following in this city." I reminded them. God sent his son to die for every soul in the city of Scottsdale. God loves everybody in the city. He has a great following in the city. So we processed from the Civic Center, which is across the street, the parking lot, with the Our Lady of Fatima, Ark of the Covenant style, because uh, she is the Ark of the Covenant to the New Testament. A lot of people were also holding images of Our Lady of Guadalupe, who's the patroness of the Diocese of Phoenix. There was also people holding large crucifixes. Uh, again, our prayers of petition and supplication, you could see it had a calming effect on the people around us. Even the Satanists would quiet as we would walk by. People that were driving by, I would say that 99% of the people that drove by, they were waving thumbs up or waving at us, honking their car in approval. Again, the Scottsdale Police Department they were very accommodating. They were very protective of us because my wife and, and, and myself, we kind of had established a relationship with them for the last two months. I was calling them like every other week. I was just giving them information that they needed to know, information about us. They were very appreciative the way I locked arms with them. And even there were some even friendly Protestants that joined us in prayer and stood with us. I had a I, I composed a 13-page prayer sheet that's on, on azriseoffaithful.com. People printed it out. We made like 500 copies. Protestants were coming, and they wanted to pray with us, and, uh, and I gave it to them. Many Protestants played, prayed along with us as Catholics. What I also did, just to be kind of ecumenical as well, because different Protestants were calling me up from around Scottsdale and the surrounding cities, they were saying, well, you know, we have a different way of praying. I said, I understand that. So what I did on azriseoffaithful.com, I put in prayers from the book of Psalms, from the book of Exodus, from the book of Daniel, prayers that they would be comfortable with, but prayers of protection, prayers calling God's grace upon people. And so the Protestants, they went to that website that I put up and they clicked it and they had their own set of prayers. The link said prayers for Protestant Christians at the at the assembly, at the satanic uh, conference. Did you like sneak in a little Hail Mary at the bottom or anything? Uh, I, kept the, <laughs> I, kept, I kept it all. Uh, Psalms, Exodus, and Daniel. That, that's what they feel comfortable with. You know, hey, but some of them came with us. And some of them were praying the rosaries with yeah. us. No, I, I just want to interject. I've been surprised uh, in group settings where there's Protestants or whatever, or even at our house, we pray the rosary every night. I've been surprised how often Protestants will actually pray a litany of St. Joseph, pray a rosary, pray a Hail Mary. It's act, I think we, we Catholics uh, should not be so shy and should be kind of bold because it's surprising that sometimes they will join in. Um, and I, I just think that's, a, that's kind of interesting. Maybe, the, you know, the Holy Spirit's moving people to... To pray, and then there's actually a lot of charismatics, Jesse, who uh, who admit they say, "Well, kind of secretly, I pray to the Blessed Mother." 
you know? Interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you, there was two Protestant pastors that were there from, from, from local denominations there in, uh, in Scottsdale, and they complimented the Catholics. They came up to me. They said, you guys, they go, we're, we're so embarrassed. We can't organize like you organize. You guys are organized. You're disciplined physically. There's spiritual order. You're praying the same thing. This booming voice, like baritone voices. You guys have this peaceful witness. You got bagpipes in between. You know, you guys are praying these Latin hymns all together. Uh, and so they, it, it was a moment to, to publicly witness uh, 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 for the Lord Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. There was also uh, a, a lot of Catholics that were there that had never been to anything like this. They, they came out of their comfort zone. They said, Jess, I want to just tell you that I, I felt this incredible spiritual experience. I can't even describe. It was like a high-level intensive retreat. Uh, I, I also spent two separate occasions. Two Satanists came up to me. They were just watching us. Full-fledged Satanists, they came up to me, and they said, you know what? You sound like, uh, you're, like you're a decent person. What is it that you Catholics believe about Satan, and where are we wrong? So I spent about <laughs> two 20 minutes, yeah, with Satanists sharing the Catholic gospel wow. and telling them uh, the, the theology of Satan and the fall from a Judeo-Christian understanding. I also was able to share again my faith with those two ecumenically-minded pastors. I gave them my, my phone number. Uh, we're in contact with each other. There was also atheists that were walking around kind of like poking fun at both sides. But they came up to me. They said, you know what? You seem like a rational person, like you know what's going on. I spent about 30 minutes talking to four atheists, answering questions about the Catholic faith, about the fact that uh, faith and science are not at odds with each other. All truth comes from God, uh, religious truth, scientific truth, historical truth. They were fascinated. I was sharing with them the, all these great Catholic thinkers in the field of science, the fact that the Catholic Church gave us the discipline of science, uh, it, you know, built the first university system, uh, built the telescope. They were, they never heard this. These were, mm -hmm. these were staunch Darwinian atheists that were there to poke fun, but I engaged them in thoughtful conversation. I can tell you this, everybody that attended there told me that just this, uh, this prayer rally was a total Catholic experience for me. Um, I'm even more proud to be Catholic now than I was before I came. I was kind of reticent to come. Everybody told me that all of us as Catholics, we conducted ourselves like followers of Jesus Christ. You know, as I saw the 300 people there, I can only think about Psalm 131, verse 1, where it says, quote, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Now, there was two different anti-Catholic groups that were there. You know, sometimes some people are just set in their ways, and you go, you pray in a mirror, you're offending God, and I went up and talked to those these uh, these Protestant brothers. I said, "Hey, you know what? I can have you on my radio show. I can go to your 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 your, your denomination, and we can have a, a nice, thoughtful conversation. We can have a cup of coffee after. Heck, we can even have a, a a nice debate. We can schedule a nice debate. But right here, brother, right now, we are allies. We have a common foe. It is Satan. Okay, this is the common foe of Christians. So uh, let's put down our let's put away our differences right now." And let's let's join together. We were able to calm them down because, you know, sometimes the way some of them are hard headed, 
But thanks be to God, again, the, I guess also the presence of the, the Scottsdale Police Department also helped, uh, you know, calm people down as well. Uh, one of the things that the Scottsdale Police Department told me, you know, Taylor, when you usually come out of a conference, you know, some type of event where people agree, people walk out, they're happy, they're giddy, they're joyful. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys are fist pumping or high five. Right. The police department told me, they go, Jess, uh, we have no idea what happened in those three days in there, but we could tell you this, that on Sunday night when the Satanists were leaving at 2 p.m., they seemed to be arguing with each other. They were having heated debates in the parking lot as they're entering their cars and leaving the hotel. The police told me they did not seem happy. You guys are full of joy. You guys are happy. The Satanists, as they were leaving, they were not smiling. They were frowning. They were visibly upset and distressed. I bet they were thwarted. Yeah, and, and that's the point that I'm making. I can tell you with complete certainty, because I've talked to at least three or four exorcists, uh, and they've told me that when you start intentionally, when you're in a state of grace and you're projecting these these Catholic prayers, especially the prayers to Our Lady, and projecting them like arrows in their direction into the cosmos, what happens is that our Catholic prayers, because they're based on the Word of God, and the Word of God is called an arrow, and it's called also the sword of the spirit. And it's called the sword that, that pierces you know, uh, the spirit and soul and, and bone and marrow. Our prayers, because I could tell you you had 300 serious Catholics out there that pursue a life of holiness. Our prayers disrupted. It blocked. It, it impeded the satanic curses, the hexes and the incantations. I have no doubt that their conference, their, their devices, their technology, their laptops, their gadgets were disrupted. They were impeded. They were undermined by the power of Catholic prayer. I'm sure they felt the demonstration of the power of God who sent his only son to die for their sins. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. I mean, I've, there's two things on this I've heard is that when when exorcisms happen by priests, we lay people can't do that. We covered that last show. And when lay people pray, especially Marian prayers, there's a really great sign um, I'm going to show this on the screen here. Someone was holding it says, uh, "Be gone, Satan! Mary crushes the serpent." I thought that was that kind of sums it all up, doesn't it? Yes. yes. But it thwarts what they want to do. So you can think of them as like laying down booby traps, you know. But the prayers like break the springs or dull the teeth, you know, or whatever the trap is, it it breaks it. It makes it not work as well. So there's a frustration. But then what they do, and I've heard this from Father Ripperger, is then they do retaliation curses. So Satan feels beat up, but he's not just going to drop his head. He's going to say, now, okay, it's now I got to focus on Jesse Romero or the people are that are there. Am I right? And are you concerned about that? And what is the proper response to that retaliation? I'll tell you why I'm not concerned about this, because I can tell you this. We had, I had... 21 cloistered orders contact me. Wow. 21 wow. cloistered orders saying they were praying for uh they're gonna do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They would be in they're gonna be in full-time prayer of reparation uh for this for what the saints are doing and also for the protection of all of us out there. I had five different priest orders contact me, I won't mention their names, and said we are praying for all of you praying out there, Scottsdale, for the protection of everybody, and we're doing reparation prayers. Wow. I'm telling you, we had 
thousands and thousands of Catholics around the country, prayer groups, Bible study groups, uh, Guadalupe groups, Divine Mercy groups, Legion of Marys contacted me, uh, literally, and, 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 this di and the Diocese of Phoenix was also on full prayer alert for three days. I, everybody I talked to there, Taylor, we could feel the protection hovering over us. It was so thick you could cut it. Everybody I talked to, they're saying, I feel so protected. We can feel the weight of people's prayers just coming upon us like dew, like rain. And, and as a result of that, again, uh, it, was, it, it was an unforgettable weekend. And, and, but again, this is not over. I mean, the fight continues because they're not going to stop here. They're going to continue somewhere else. I believe they're going to say, just like the Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses, when they when they see a house where the Taylor Marshall or a Jesse Romero, they get their pad and they say, cross this house, cross this right. house out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're going to spend three here. hours there and, and go yeah, empty handed. Yeah, don't go to that house. OK, yeah. they know. And so what they're going to do, I believe, is they're going to cross out Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, and they may even cross out the Diocese of Phoenix. And they're going to say this was not a soft target. Hundreds of Catholics were out there. We felt the weight of these prayers on us. We were arguing with each other. We're fighting with each other. This one Satanist came up to me and goes, they just threw me out. I said, why? They said, I'm a schismatic. I said, are you? What? I go, Wait, a Satanist said yeah, that? A Satanist told me in the parking lot, they just threw me out. I said, whoa, 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 whoa what, what's going on? He go. I said, why'd they throw you out? He's a full fit. He had the pentagram uh, on his chest. He had a, he had a, 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 a goat mask on his head on a go and they i said what happened he goes they call me a schismatic because i disagree with this that and the other so again taylor it so was they not, were it, they it, were dividing it, it amongst go, themselves it didn't go well for them yeah and the catholics had, were unified and the protestants the ones that were in their different corners they were pretty unified as well i also heard that when we left at because we prayed 12 to 3 uh, all three days i was told uh, by a friend of Scottsdale that at four o'clock about a hundred Protestants descended on the place where we were at. The Catholics were standing for three hours and they started praying for about uh, uh, one or two hours, like from four to six o'clock. And so uh, again, th this was a very unifying experience for Christianity. This was a time when, when people come together and say, let's put our differences aside right now. Right now we have a common enemy that's been around since the fall of man. His name is Satan. Here, here's, here's something else I think that was very helpful. Number one is, is at first I called it like weeks ago, I called it a protest and I was praying about this. I said, this is not political because I've been, I've been involved in political protests. Uh, and I said, this is not a protest. This is me and my wife were talking and in prayer. We said, this is a, this is a prayer rally. We want to do prayers of reparation. So I started changing my, 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 uh, a description of the event about two weeks before the event. Uh, it was also very peaceful. And I have to thank the Scottsdale Police Department. They had a lot of police there. They had a lot of hired overtime boots on the ground. Do uh, you think it helped they, that you're a cop and you kind of know the language and know the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, a lot of them knew who I was. Okay. Some of them, because when I gave my name, they have to run you once and gotcha. once. And who is this guy? So when they, they did a check on me, all these guys love me now. They go, oh, this guy was an L.A. cop. Yeah. So, I mean, all of a sudden, when I got there, there was like a brotherhood. And and, and they, they were very partial towards me. They were very, 
they were definitely, as soon as I called them up, I had them on speed dial, the sergeant, the lieutenant, they would come, Jesse, what do you need? Yeah. So it was very obvious that we were like buddies. That's good. Yeah. Also, I think what helped Taylor is that I put the prayers, our prayers, uh, 13 pages, they, they were basically nonstop, very Catholic, very powerful because they were prayers of petition and supplication. They were not prayers of, of you know, uh, of exorcism. They were prayers supplicating and petitioning God, generally through Our Lady or St. Michael. So they're prayers that are very safe for, for lay Catholics to pray. Uh, and also, I think that it was successful because God knew our intentions. He knew that we were there to bring honor and glory to his name and to, and to, and to bring glory to the church in the public square. We had to represent the Roman Catholic Church, the one true church of Jesus Christ. And most important, I think the reason that most people were there is what I would call the, the James 519 principle. Uh, St. James talks about whoever turns back a sinner from the error of his ways will save him and save himself. That's what we're, what we're there for ultimately is for the salvation of these. Because I'm sure a lot of these Satanists were baptized Catholics, yeah. baptized Protestants, part of the mystical body of Christ in one shape or way. Or, but they're in apostasy right yes. now. They're, they're dissenters. They're in mortal sin. Who knows what our prayers can do tomorrow, next week, the next... It's like Andy Garcia said in the movie For Greater Glory. He said, men fire bullets, but God decides where they land. Mm. That's exactly what we're doing. We're archers. As Catholics, we're archers. We fire off our prayers into the cosmos, into the air. The angels carry our prayer, and God decides where they land and when they land. Yes. I could talk a little bit about the Satanic Temple. If, if I'd like to say something. Let me mention who was there, Taylor. You're probably kind of curious who was there. Yes. We had a lot, a lot of apostles that were being represented. American East Fatima, mm -hmm. they showed up. They had about 10 people. Bagpipes, the big signs, the cool signs that you yep. see, they brought them. I got to give them I got to give them yep. props. Very organized. All the young men in suits and ties. Yeah, I, I um, think I've done one or two events with them. They're it's amazing. very organized. They have big signs. So props to them. You know what? These guys are like the modern day Knights Templar. You know what? Everywhere in the country, like where Antifa shows up or Black yeah. Lives Matter or the Temple of Satan or uh, or or, or uh, you know, Occupy Wall Street or, or any other anarchist or, or an LGBT gay pride rally. Guess who shows up? These guys. American needs, and what's great about American <laughs> needs Fatima, everybody should check them out. Is uh, they've already got these signs ready to go. Yes. yes, we need to be better, folks. Like, you know, they're mobilized. They're, they're, I called them up right away because I said they got the signs, they got the organization. They bring they bring big old poles with beautiful beautiful banners. They bring Our Lady of Fatima. They bring a platform. I said, and as soon as I called them, they said. Hey, Jess, we're glad you called us. We were going to go anyhow. Yeah. They, they go, we were going anyhow. We're glad that you're there. You invited us. We know who you are. We want to lock arms with you. So we had an incredible time together. Hitchborn was there from Lepanto Institute. Michael Hitchborn, yep. Yes. You got uh, two guys, uh, Joe Gallagher and Trey Brock, were, were from Church Militant. They went there with cameras. Anthony Acosta from Virgin Most Powerful Radio, the apostolate that, I'm, that, that I represent, he was there with a the camera. Uh, Scott Goley from Catholic Resiliency was there. Jesse Walls from LifeSite News was there. Donald Knows, who's the international promoter of the Holy Face of Jesus devotion, he was there. Paul Zuccarelli was there. 
He's a friend of mine. He's an uh, and I got I got to get him on your show, Taylor. He's the author of Faith Understood. Uh, this man was certifiably dead for two hours, two two and a half to three hours. He came back to life. There's medical documentation of this. Uh, he was kind of a lukewarm Catholic when this happened. This literally jump-started his entire his life. He's an on-fire Catholic, and he talks about now everywhere he goes about, we have a soul. The soul's in your body. God is present. I saw this great light. He's got an incredible story, and, and there's a lot of medical documentation. I'm going to turn you on to him so you can have right. him on your show. He was there. Also, uh, Joe Pacelli was there from Frontline. Joe and Joe, he's part of the Crusader uh, uh, radio network. Uh, and again, uh, it, what about uh, some... TFP? I saw their signs. Yeah, they were there. Yeah. American East Fatima TFP was there as well. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're sister organizations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, I, I, I could just tell you that this was a, such a, such a positive experience for Catholics coming together. There was people, again, they came from all over the country, uh, for, for one reason it's again, is to stand against something that was is very evil. Now, I talked to different people from the Satanic Temple, and, and, and Taylor, here's what they're trying to do. They're trying to normalize themselves by, by attaching themselves to the Democrat Party. This is what they're surprise, doing. Surprise, surprise. And this is how they become semi-normalized now is because... They're always lobbying for Democrat legislation. They're always lobbying for Democrat uh, bills. And so they have a political action arm. This is how they're trying to maneuver in society. You know, they, he, when you talk to them, they'll say, oh, we're different from the Church of Satan, from Anton LaVey. We're, we're more, we, we more believe that Satan is a mythical being, but we love the fact that he stands for rebellion. He's against the establishment. He's anti-authority. That's those are our principles. So they they say we're we're non-theistic Satanists. We believe in in, in human rights. Uh, we believe in, in in egalitarianism. We believe in the separation of church and state, which is a Marxist idea, a Freemasonic idea, by the way. We believe in social justice, uh, which is again is a Marxist idea. So. As I'm talking to them, because I talked to two of them for about 20 minutes, they're, they're, they, they're hardcore Darwinian evolutionists. Yep. They're Marxist in their thinking. Yep. And they're, and they're also, they take principles from the Freemasons. And what they also, what they, they try to pass themselves off as like a benevolent organization. Lucien Greaves is their, their head person. He's their spokesperson. Is he, he's, he's the one that was on Tucker Carlson. Yeah, that's yeah. him. He's their he's their pope, so to speak. He's based out in Detroit, Michigan. That's where their headquarters is at. Uh, and uh, what they, they what they try to do again, they're they they've tried to use that that legislation that was signed by George Bush years ago, where where it gives a where he wanted religious organizations to be more more involved in in in, in I forgot what that what, what that executive order was called. But yeah. this is what these guys have done. They've attached themselves to that executive order, and this is how they ended up getting a 501c3. They're recognized by the U.S. Supreme Court or by the IRS as a religious organization. And the, what they've done 
is they've attached themselves uh, as a political lobbying arm of the Democrat Party. Now, they also go into the street, into the public square. Uh, they use satire. They use theater. They use humor to try to attack Catholics and Protestants. And, and you know, they try to use satire to try to uh, get their point across. But make no bones about it. These guys, these guys are hardcore, rabid, pro-abortionist, oh, yeah. pro-homosexual marriage. Uh, they hate Christianity. And, and they call themselves, again, you know, rational Darwinian evolutionists. I told the two guys, I said, really? So you guys don't believe in a real Satan. You believe in more in a mythical Satan, but you like what he stands for. Uh, Anti-establishment. Uh, anti-authority, rebellion. I said, what if I told you, I'm a Catholic Christian, but I don't believe in, in, in Christ. I'm a Christian, <laughs> but I don't believe in Christ. Yeah. They go, we, we, we wouldn't believe. Yeah, we said, of course you believe in Christ. That's what Christianity means. I said, well, that's what the word Satanist means. Mm -hmm. It's just, you guys are trying to make me believe that you call yourself Satanist, but you don't believe in Satan. It's like saying, I'm a Christian. I don't believe in Christ. Or I'm a Buddhist. I don't believe in the writings of the Buddha. I'm a Confucius. I don't believe in the writings of Confucius. Uh, then why would you call yourself Satanist? Uh, what they are, Taylor, they're pathological liars yeah. like their father, Satan, as right. John described in John 8, 44. That's what they are. And, and they're also deceivers. And I bet if you asked Satan himself, are you a Satanist? He would say, oh, I'm not a Satanist. I'm all about personal choice and liberty and freedom and deciding your own way and you know that's exactly yeah it. they're just copying their their master because they're slaves that's exactly what they're doing they're they're deceivers revelation chapter 12 verse 9 just like their father and if if you believe that the members of the satanic temple if you believe that they don't believe in satan uh you need to have your head examined yeah. okay these guys are just pathological liars uh, these guys don't believe in the Ten Commandments, so for them, it's no problem for you and me. Thou shalt not lie. Right. Okay, Eighth Commandment. They don't believe in the Ten Commandments. They have no problem with lying. These guys don't believe, again, because these Satanists are, as, are about as honest and, and truthful as a communist dictator or a Muslim terrorist. A Muslim terrorist will tell you, oh, no, we love Christians. We love. We don't chop your heads off on Saturday night under Sharia law. No, we love you. We love you. As both their fingers are crossed behind their back with a saber, yeah. you know. Uh, the fact is, Taylor, we're going to be dealing with these people. They're going to be going from one city to another. But I think I've set a template with azrizeoffaithful.com. This is what we do. And this is how you prepare when they come to town. Uh, and so... I, I just think, again, they found they, they didn't find a soft target. They said, man, there was major pushback here. Uh, we're going to find another target. But what they've done, like I said, they've been inspired to form politically with when George Bush, when he signed that piece of legislation, it was called the White House Office of Faith Based and Neighborhood Partnerships. That's, that's when the that's when uh, Lucian Greaves jumped in back in 2012 that's when they became politically active they said okay let's get a a, a satanic faith-based organization and get a 501c3 and let's try to meet all bush's criterias so that we can they can actually receive funding because th that executive order 
also allows for them to be funded, yes. federally funded. And, uh, and guess what? This is not a coincidence. The, the Satanic Temple, their official headquarters is in Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> well, I, I was on uh, Fox News uh, a few uh, yeah, weeks ago on the same topic related to awesome. what well, we talked. She actually mentioned this, but also the Satan clubs at schools. These same groups are starting Satan clubs at the schools where they meet and discuss Satanism. And people protest. They said, whoa, 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 this is America. Freedom of religion, faith-based funding. You can't persecute us. And if you go back to Pius IX, Pope Pius IX, syllabus of errors. Everyone needs to read the syllabus of errors. He says in the syllabus of errors, the separation of church and state is an error that Catholics must condemn. We don't believe in what Thomas Jefferson thought about church and state. That's not our thing. We believe grace perfects nature and the church, rightly ordered, perfects the state, rightly ordered. Can there be abuses? Yes. But we believe in an integration of church and state. That's what Pius IX teaches. We've kind of gotten away from that. Now there's this whole idea that people believe God gave uh, rights to Satan is to reject God and reject Christ and worship Satan. No, God didn't give anyone the right to sin. God never gives anyone the right to sin. He gives them the free will. A right is something that has to do with duties and being owed. There is no right to worship idols, to worship Satan. No. We got As Americans, we got to review our history on this because it's going to send us to this problem that we're now having to fight that Jesse and all these people are fighting. That's right. And and let me tell you, that's their end game, Taylor. Yeah, they're mocking it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, their end game is to go after our children. Mm. That's their Over end game. Over our dead bodies. Yeah. Oh, on Friday night at the Satanic Conference at 7 p.m., they went dark and they said, undisclosed location impurity ball what so from 7 p.m to who knows when they left the ballroom and they went to an undisclosed location within that area and so they, they left the hotel apparently because i look i looked at their uh their schedule and it says 7 p.m dark uh impurity ball so who knows maybe they had it there at the hotel Maybe they had they they went to another ballroom or something, but they're making they're poking fun at Catholics because Catholics we extol purity and in fact in many Catholic homeschool homeschool clubs, many Catholic uh, charter schools, even many Catholic high schools that are fairly orthodox, they have what, what are called annual purity balls where they where they complement and extol virginity and chastity and continence. So these guys were ex were specifically making fun of that. But that's exactly what they want to do. Yeah. They want to go after our kids. How are they going to do it? Well, now that they're recognized by the IRS as a religious organization, they get federal funding. They're setting up these after-school programs. And their goal is to come after our youth through indoctrination uh, during their, their, their formative school years. Because up until 1961... Uh, be before prayer was banned by the Supreme Court, 
American students prayed to God in homeroom. Uh, it, yeah. it was just a generic prayer that Catholics, Protestants, and Jews could all agree with. And they all prayed together. But but uh, now we are, when that was removed in 1961, and Bible reading was removed uh, the next year, 1962, now we're in 2022, uh, you know, a couple of decades away, and look at how we've descended into absurdity. Now, they they say, well, they, Catholics, I mean, public schools don't allow prayer or the Bible in public schools, so let's set up a satanic after-school program. This is where we're at. They're after our kids. They're not worried about you, Taylor. They're not worried about me. They're saying, Jesse's an old dude. We're not going to change him. We don't care about him. Right. We want to get his grandchildren. Yeah. They, that's who they're after. And this is why they've aligned themselves with the Democrat Party. They've got political cover. Uh, they have a, a political lobbying arm. And they're going after our kids, and they're trying to become normalized by saying, hey, we even have our own satanic conferences in different parts of the country. And remember, when you live a life of sodomy, sodomy is sterile. Those organs working together don't conceive babies, do they, Jesse? No, no, sir. It doesn't work. It does not work. It's sterile. It's disgusting and it's sterile. And when you promote abortion, any babies that are conceived in these impurity balls are being aborted and killed. So this is a, a cult of death. It's a cult of sterility. Babies are not going to be produced in this movement. So in order for them to thrive, they're parasites. They've got to latch on to the families of mine and Jesse's and your family out there watching and get your kids and corrupt your kids and infiltrate their minds with Marxism and abortion and LMNOP, LGBT, everything. Because they don't have any kids. That's right. And they are they are rabidly pro-abortion. They yeah. they they'll it's their sacrament. In front of, yeah. They call they they Lucian Greaves, that their Pope says abortion is uh, our sacrament. Disgusting. And this is why they lobby hard for abortion, because they're saying that it impedes with the religious practices. Yeah, can you imagine? They actually say that. That abortion yeah. is their religious right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, these guys also, they're also going at, uh, you know, when I'm thinking about this impurity ball, Taylor, I can, I'm, I'm thinking back of Exodus 32, I can only imagine the Israelites, uh, you know, naked and having an orgy in front of uh, in front of the golden calf. Right. That that's exactly what this impurity ball was, wherever they were at. Mm -hmm. Again, but but they're going after our children, and I'll tell you why it's effective going after the public schools. Ninety-four percent of Catholics go to public school. Think about that, Taylor. Ninety-four percent of Catholic kids. Go to public school. So if these guys are allowed to set up shop in public school, the after-school programs, they're gonna they're going to influence a large swath of Catholic kids. They know what they're doing. They precisely know what they're doing. I also believe that they want to destroy the ministry of exorcism in the Catholic Church. Oh yeah. Why is that? Because the 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 Temple of Saint has set up has set up this project. That they're a part of it's called the gray faction this is a project of the satanic temple 
And they say that our goal is to expose malpractice and pseudoscience associated with satanic ritual abuse, what they call conspiracy theories. And so satanic ritual abuse, these people oftentimes are possessed as a result of SRA. This is high-level possession. But what they're doing is, is the satanic temple is they're protesting conferences where where they have doctors, psychiatrists, and psychologists that are talking about trauma and disassociation. In other words, the satanic temple wants to discredit any psychiatrist or psychologist or exorcist that determines that their patient is a victim of satanic ritual abuse. In other words, they want to discredit the ministry of exorcism in the Catholic Church. Yes. Another thing that they want to do is... Uh, again, it, it, I went I went onto their website, the Satanic Temple. They say, oh, yeah, we don't believe in a real devil. Then why do they have black masses around the country? Right. They have black, the Satanic Temple, they, they have black masses around the country. They're very quiet about it. But back in 2014, they, 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 uh, they advertised a black mass at Harvard campus. And thanks be to God that the event was was forced to relocate off the campus due to the fact that Catholics, again, they went out there in opposition in the Archdiocese of Boston, and kudos to those Catholics. They pushed hard. I think they had to move it out of Harvard University, and they went to some restaurant or something in the basement. And so it's funny, the Satanic Temple says, oh, we don't believe in an actual devil. Then why do you do a black mass? They say, oh, we don't believe in the devil. Why is it? That the satanic temple, they're always trying to put these Baphomet statues in public. Yes. By the way, Baphomet, who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name, go to the foot of the cross, that he may do with you as he wills. So uh, they've got these, these bronze sculptures of, I won't say his name, the bee, yes. goat-headed demon. Who's androgynous, uh, who's transsexual. Yeah, yeah, you notice that? Yes, who has yes. the parts of females and males mixed up who has tattooed on the forearms, solve et coagula, dissolve, break apart, put back together. J.K. Rowling has that tattooed on her wrist, author of Harry Potter. Marilyn Manson has that tattooed on him. This is what they believe. And by the way, Father Chad Ripperger, our common friend, he says that uh, Satan has five generals underneath him. And he says the fifth general underneath Satan is this guy with the bee, yeah. the goat-headed uh, angel wing uh, idol. Uh, and, he, and, and Father Ripperger says that this bee is the demon of child sacrifice, yeah. which is modern-day abortion. Yes. Father Ripperger says that when Roe versus Wade was passed by the Supreme Court, America was delivered into the hands of this demon, mm-hmm. uh, this goat-headed demon. Yeah. Uh, these guys are. These guys also... The yeah, if they don't Satan, believe in it, why are they setting up idols to him in public and in their temples? Exactly. They're that's lying. My point. Yeah, they're li- yeah, they're liars. And they'll look you right in the face like a Muslim will look you in the a terrorist will say, we don't cut people's heads off on Saturdays. Right. You know? We're peaceful. The We're peaceful. That. Yeah, right. They also have, again, here's how they're trying to win over the hearts of certain of, of Americans, soft-headed Americans. The Satanic Temple, they set up a project called the Protect Children Project. So what they say, we, the Satanic Temple, we want to protect and support children 
who may be at risk for being subjected to mental or physical abuse in school by teachers and administrators through the use of solitary confinement, restraints, and corporal punishment. So they're trying to come out as, as these avengers for, for, for children in school. And so they've launched this, this anti-spanking campaign. Again, pure, pure propaganda to try to make themselves look like heroes of young people. Right. But this is complete hypocrisy. In fact, there, there was even one billboard in Texas that I saw which read, quote, never be hit in school again. Exercise your religious rights, the temple of Satan. These guys wow. are complete hypocrites. I'll tell Wicked. you why. Yeah, I'll tell you why they're complete hypocrites. Because they advocate for the killing of unborn children. Yeah. And they want to brainwash our children with after-school satanic literature to make them God-hating, God-rejecting, secondary humanists. And then they also call pro-lifers. You know what they call us? Fetal idolaters, which means we worship babies. Right. Well, we worship one baby, Christ our Lord. That's right. The divine child. Yeah. The, yeah. Here, here's something else about them. Where you could t here's where they align themselves with the left, uh, the leftist progressives, uh, Democrat Marxists. You could find a lot of the Satanic Temple people in, in, in uh, they will stand across the street and they will oppose and shout insults and even do like mock theaters satire across the street from pro life Catholics and Protestants that are in front of Planned Parenthood. Back in 2015, the Detroit chapter of the Temple of Satan. They had a, a counter protest outside of, of Ferndale Planned Parenthood, uh, where there was a bunch of pro-lifers that were that were there praying in front of Planned Parenthood. Well, the the the, the Temple of Satan, they started performing uh, what they call guerrilla theater right across the street. They had two men dressed as clergy, as Catholic priests, pouring milk on people that were kneeling, uh, and also. What, what they did is in 2013, they brought children to the, to the Texas State Capitol and they started, they started chanting the F word and hail Satan while holding signs that were reading, stay out of my mommy's uh, reproductive parts. Mm -hmm. so, they're, so they're very involved with the Democrat Party when it comes to the, the, the entire pro-death movement, the pro-abortion movement, and also... On April 2016, members of the Detroit chapter, the Temple of, of, of Satan, they also protested against citizens for a pro-life society who were assembling in front of Planned Parenthood and praying. And these temple members, you can watch this on YouTube, they were dressed in bondage gear and, and, in, and in fetish clothing. Yeah, I'm not watching that. They were that. wearing face masks and diapers. They were spanking themselves. They were engaged in flagellation. And the temple said that the reason for the protests against the pro-lifers was to expose the anti-choice protest as an act of fetal idolatry. In other words, uh, again, all of this demonstrates to us is that the satanic temple, the paramilitary uh, boots-on-the-ground organization for the Democrat Party, comparable to what the German brown shirts were for the Nazis. And let's be honest, the Democratic Party wants more and more abortion, state-funded abortion. They want the LGBT to go for President Biden, an alleged Catholic, has actually performed 
LGBT wedding services, right, Jesse? Absolutely. Two, two yeah. X one on YouTube. Yeah. He's one of the most fervent politicians in America for abortion. And yet, allegedly, he's a Catholic in good standing. This is the nonsense. But the Democratic Party is associated with this black, black magic. And this reminds us that, you know, our war is not with flesh and blood, but with the dark principalities, which are the demonic forces in this world. Now, I want to ask you a question, Jesse. Should we be doing what y'all were doing in Arizona when we see, like, for example, Father James Martin show up for events? Should we be out there praying litanies and Hail Marys? I mean, what about stuff that's going on inside the church? I, of course. I mean, should I we get we mobilized to, on this? I think we should, Taylor, because, and, and a lot of Catholics are doing it, by the way. I've seen a lot of Catholics, wherever Father James Martin goes, I've seen them yes. go in and pray peacefully because they're doing prayers of reparation for him because what he's, what he's espousing is theological error. We call that heresy. Straight up heresy. So, We're staying heresy yeah. a lot nowadays. That's right. Yeah, so, so we have Catholics that are doing that and do follow him. And some of these other uh, open LGBT speakers uh, in different parts of the country, they do go out there and pray prayers uh, of reparation in front of the churches where they're invited to go speak. I think I think we should be doing that because, again, uh, the, the fact is something evil is occurring there. Uh, theological error condemn people to hell if they embrace it. Yeah. And so as Catholics, you're absolutely right. The satanic temple, they're not the only people that we have to be thinking about and praying for and praying for their conversion. We also have a lot of that activity within the church. Within the Catholic church, we have that activity. It just reminds me, I think uh, about a few months ago, this young Catholic bishop over in Spain, I forget what city in Spain, a uh, 52-year-old Catholic bishop. He was the former exorcist of that diocese. I think it's Sorando, Spain. The former exorcist of the diocese was made a bishop, started having an affair with a female Satanist, left his post as a bishop, has resigned as a Catholic bishop, <coughs> and is now shacking up with a female Satanist who's 20 years younger than him. Yep. How does she make a living? She writes erotic, satanic literature. That's how she makes a living. She's an author making, sat uh, you know, writing yep. satanic literature. She took down, literally, a prince of the apostles, a successor of the apostles. An exorcist. Yeah, and a former exorcist of the diocese. And by the way, as a bishop, the chief exorcist of the diocese. And guess what? She... She, she put whatever spell on him and made this guy walk away from Jesus Christ and now enter into the kingdom of the cults. Yeah, this is inside of our church, Taylor. This is no joke what's happening right now. Uh, again, in Louisiana, another Catholic priest, I forget his name, some young Catholic priest, a lady was walking by the church. It was locked. She looked inside and she sees a young, he's a pastor of the church. He was being sodomized on the altar. Yeah. He was recording himself. Yeah. By two female Satanists. Yeah. If you don't think the smoke of Satan is in the church, you haven't heard Pope Leo the 13th and, and, and Paul the 6th back in the 70s 
who have clearly said the smoke of Satan is in the church. Father Amorth before he died. Father Gable Amorth before he died. Father Gable, Father Gable Amorth with good memory. He said, he said, the Vatican needs an exorcism. Yeah. What? I mean. He should know. He, he worked there. He said the Vatican needs a, it, what's he saying? That's dog whistling, Taylor. He's saying there are many people, there are many Satanists that are inside the church now. Headquarters. That's what he said. Well, you know, Jesse, I wrote a book about it in 2019. Everybody said I was a kook. <laughs> yeah, we're infiltrated people. I don't know if y'all noticed, but an idol of Pachamama was placed in St. Peter's. By the way, Cardinal Burke said about that. Cardinal Burke said that the Pachamama idol opened the doors to the diabolical into the church. Absolutely. Father Mitch Pacwa, I'm going to have to give him credit because, you know, he's on EWTN, on, on EWTN, and he, he he basically said something. I'm like, whoa, I can't believe he said that. He said, he said, and he's a Jesuit, by the yep. way. He said, um, he goes, my eyes don't lie to me. I know what I saw. That was idolatry. That's idolatry. My eyes don't lie to me. And people think that because we're lay people that we're so dumb that when we hear a heresy, we can't say it's a heresy. And when we see an idol, we can't say it's an idol. And we got to put our head down and be like, well, I don't know. It's up to the cardinals and the bishops. Look, idolatry is idolatry. Here's the article, Jesse. I just pulled it up. Spain's youngest bishop stripped of powers for marrying author of satanic erotica. The scandal broke when Bishop Xavier Novel Goma relationship with Sylvia Cabal, the author of works including The Hell of Gabriel's Lust, became known publicly. What is this guy doing with her? She's satanic erotica? The Hell of Gabriel's Lust? But you're right. She took him down. Houston, we got problems. Big time. Big time. We got to pray for our bishops and our priests. Amen. And I've been Amen. told, I'm going to not tell too many stories, but in Rome, there is satanic ritual abuse within the seminaries and within the clergy. Now, in 2022. That doesn't surprise me. I'll tell you why, uh, Taylor. Uh, I know a lot of people try to dismiss him, but Malachi Martin was talking about mm -hmm. this back in the 60s. That was back then. And, 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 and everybody was saying conspiracy theories. Yeah. Conspiracy. It's funny. Everything we call conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's facts. Yeah. Two, two, three years later, it's like, whoa. Right. It's a fact. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just saw a couple of years ago, there was that gay orgy at the Congregation Doctrine of Faith building with cocaine at it. Cops showed up. Yeah. That was yeah. on inside the Vatican walls, my people. And, and Taylor, again, this is why we have to pray for our priests and our bishops, because they can be taken down by Satan. You don't believe me? John chapter 13, verse 27. Remember, Judas was handpicked by our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Judas was an apostle and a bishop as well, because that's what the apostles are called in Greek, episcopate. The Bible says, quote, after Judas had eaten the piece of bread, Satan went into him. Jesus said to Judas, what you are going to do, do in a hurry. Now, St. Augustine comments on that verse. St. Augustine says this. He says, Satan entered 
in order to possess more completely the one who had already abandoned himself to him. Yes. We got to pray for our bishops and our priests because they got a big target on their back. All of us do, but uh, again, they uh, they have more spiritual power and authority than we do, so they're gunning for them. Yeah, I mean, what the would Satan rather have? If you're if he's a general, he's strategic. He wants people to go to hell. Would he rather have a bunch of people wearing pentagrams and goat helmets in Arizona at a conference, or would he rather have a hundred bishops? Much rather have the hundred bishops. By far, absolutely. Or, or clergy, monsignors, priests, bishops, cardinals inside the Vatican. I mean, he likes having some Satanists out in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's cool. But man, he's really proud of what he's accomplished inside the Vatican. And that right there, we need an exorcism over that place. Well, Father, that's what Father Gabriel Amorth yeah. said. I'm, I'm repeating what he said. He would know he worked there for 29 years. That's right. You know, it's uh, <sighs> as Catholics, I just want to remind, I want to give Catholics, give them some words of hope as, as we. Uh, yeah, let's wrap up. As we're coming to an end here. Let me, uh, let me give Catholics some words of hope. You got two kingdoms. You got the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of Christ. But let's keep things in perspective. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, the Bible tells us, and the devil knows, the devil is bound by the spiritual law that God has written, that God has spoken. The devil is a, is, is a lawyer from hell. He's bound by what God has written, the spiritual laws of the universe. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet were and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So notice, the devil's days are numbers. He knows it. It's decreed. He loses big time in the final analysis. Big time. Now, here's the good news. Our Lord Jesus Christ also has a kingdom. It's the one holy Catholic church here on earth, perfected in heaven, called the church triumphant. In Luke chapter 1, verse 31 to 33, the Holy Bible says this. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you, shall name his, and, and you shall name his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Notice, there is no expiration date to the kingdom of Christ. Those of us who are part of the mystical body of Christ and live and die in a state of grace, we're going to take a victory lap upon death. Yes. Those of us who are part of Team Jesus, we win at the very end, big time. Amen to that. And there's only two kingdoms. You can't say, I want to be in the middle kingdom, or later on, I'll get into God's kingdom. you got to be in God's kingdom now and persevere in the kingdom. That's right. Yep. Well, Taylor, thank you for giving yeah. this opportunity. Yeah, thanks, thanks for organizing. Thanks for praying. Um, hopefully, like you said, this becomes a template 
And, uh, you know, Satan's going to try to use this for evil, but Christ is going to overturn it and make it for good. And uh, we need to mobilize. We need to pray. Thanks to everybody out there from wherever you were, praying, offering up penances, fasting, rosaries, masses. Um, let's just keep it up. Amen. All right. Let's, Amen, pray, a, let's pray a Hail Mary um, to ask Our Lady's protection on all of us, and we'll do a Glory Be as well. And then we'll sign out. Oremus nomini patris et fidei et spiritus sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in molieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis pecadoribus nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Glory patri et filio et spiritui sancto. Sicut era in principio et nunc et sempre et in secula seculorum. Amen. Saint Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for, pray for us, us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray, pray for, for us, St. John the Baptist. Pray for pray us. For in nomine us. Patris et Fidei et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, thanks for watching. Make sure you are praying that rosary every blessed day. Pray the rosary. The rosary is Bible on beads. The rosary is protection. And what else do you want to say about the rosary? You know what? Um... I've never seen a fighter, wrestling, boxing, or UFC that became a champion without doing road work. Road work. The rosary is Christian road work right. for the soul. That's what it is. It's road work. Good. Do it. The popes tell you to do it. Our Lady tell you to do it. Do it. Quit making excuses. Get the beads out of your pocket and pray the rosary tonight with your family. End of story. If you don't pray the rosary every day, you're not on the team. Read your Bible every day. I, I like when you say that, Taylor. I, I, I crack up. I love that phrase. Not everybody you're loves not it, Jesse. On the team. A lot of people say, you're, <laughs> they're like, but Taylor, you're saying people are going to hell. I'm not saying they're going to hell. I'm saying <laughs> there are a group of people on earth right now who want to see the glory of Catholicism restored to the honor of Jesus Christ. We don't want heresy in the church. We don't want idolatry. We don't want pedophilia. We don't want sodomy. We want orthodoxy and, and beauty and beautiful masses and liturgy and all these things, processions. Our Lady gave us the formula in 1917 for that to happen. It was consecrate Russia, first five Sundays, and pray the rosary every day. So just get on the team. That's it. That's it. Yeah, get on the she's team. She's the crusher of heresies. That's it. The rosary's known. She's known as Our Lady, the crusher of heresies through the rosary. That's right. And if you want to learn about how the rosary overcomes Satanism, there's a chapter in my book, Rosary in 50 Pages, on Blessed Bartolo Longo, who was a satanic priest. And he was converted. You mentioned him earlier, Jesse. He was converted through the power of the rosary and became the apostle of the rosary. Yeah. A, a great man. He's a blessed. He's not yet canonized. But there's a whole section on that rosary in 50 pages. You can also Google him online uh, and, and learn more about him. But that's a, that's a example of the rosary converting a Satan, not just a Satanist, a satanic priest. All right, Jesse, thanks for being on. Everybody check out his book, Devil in the City of Angels. Thanks for watching. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Taylor. God All bless right. you. Let's do it Talk again. Talk to you soon.